Hey everyone, this is, as promised, the how to organize your child's 504 and IEP documentation. So thank you for joining us and this video is going to be saved on the page. We'll load it to our YouTube channel as well so that you can reference back to it. Before we get started, I'm going to say that I'm going to be sharing a couple of things that I've used or bought and the sources that I've got them from when this whole thing is done. I will put the links for those things in the comments of this video itself. So without further ado, let's get started. So your child has a 504 or maybe they have an IEP. And the fact of the matter is you're dealing with a whole lot of paper. What do you do with this? Do you really need to be organized? Do you really need to keep it? The answer, is yes, you do need to keep it, and it will make a it will make you a more powerful advocate if it's organized so that you can access it on demand, and really as you prepare for your next meeting, whether it's 504 or IEP, you're going to spend a little bit of money, but that's purely on supplies. You can get what you need at any store that sells office supplies. So you don't need to spend money on any fancy IEP organization tools. I honestly, I would not waste your money there. What I'm gonna show you is adaptable to your needs. So don't feel locked into anything specific that I'm gonna share with you here. This is meant to serve purely as a guide. So make it yours, make it work for you and your needs. I will confess that I'm a bit of an organization freak and I'm not a hyper organization freak, but trust me when I say I am a major procrastinator too. So being organized when you're really major procrastinator, those kind of those two things, at least in my life, I make them work together, but everybody to each their own. Um, but when I say that I'm a procrastinator, what I mean by that is an important thing to bear in mind as you set out on this path. As you go, you're going to find what works for you and what definitely works. Don't be afraid to change it up. If you get that initial push and in organizing all this paperwork and changing it up after finding something that doesn't work for you should be relatively easy. I definitely started off on a really specific path that I was taking with this organization. And the longer that I've done it, the more I've really deviated from what that original path was. But I've really reached a place where it completely works for me. So second, before we really get started into organizing itself, we're going to cover what I like to refer to as a few golden rules in the organization. The first one is if you're, if you're in a state where your state laws allow it, record every meeting. If you're in a state that requires consent, then you need to be asking for consent. If you're not allowed or consent is not granted, then a very important thing that you're going to do is you're going to follow up every meeting with a summary email where you detail everything that's happened and the list of all open action items. This is going to be very important. You're going to send it over email. Like I said, you're going to ask them to confirm or make any changes and always give them a deadline to do so. Your summary becomes the detail of the meeting itself. So if they don't confirm, then your summary stands. But bear in mind that I'm not a lawyer, so check with the laws that are in your very specific state. 
Second, the golden rule of advocacy. If it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. This is your mantra. So conduct everything over email and where you cannot do so, try to reference number rule number one above, which leads us to keep every single email that you ever send or receive. The first boss I ever had when I graduated from college was a man named Mike. And on my very first day working for him, it's the very first thing that he taught me. He called it the CYA rule. And I'm sure most of you know what CYA means. It means cover your arse. So <laughs> trust me when I say it has served me well, both professionally and in my advocacy. I've even, uh, I even used to have an employee who for some like completely random reason deleted every single email as soon as she was done with them. And I was like, oh my God, please don't do that. Keep everything. So while I still shake my head on her deleting her emails, just remember to keep every email. My cat apparently is going to join us today. <laughs> um, the next rule is the cloud is seriously going to be one of your very best friends in your organizational journey. Most archivists will tell you that you need to have more than one cloud. So far, I'm on I personally am operating off of one single cloud, but given what's in my cloud, I'm about to obtain two more and load everything across those as well, just for extra backup. I'll explain more why, why the cloud is important a little bit later. So where do we begin? I recommend starting with understood.org. They have a free IEP binder checklist and that's what I used when I started off. Um, they used to actually have printables. And when I went on their website to prepare for this session today, I couldn't find their printables. But what they have out there actually like a little bit more because it's just it's purely a guide. Um, and the reason why I say that is because when I very first started off, I printed off each one of those printables and I made exactly all of the tabs that it dictated there. And I have never once used the principles that I printed off. Um, I did like the tab organization, but like I said, I ended up really deviating from that the longer that I've done this. Um, so again, use it as a guide, but try, you know, and it's probably a really important guide when you're very first starting off. And the longer that you do this, the more you're really going to figure out truly what's working for you and what, what doesn't. Um, but like I said earlier, I'm going to put the link for understood.org's guide in the comments when this is over today. So for your supplies, at a minimum, you are going to need a three ring binder. I forgot to get this out. A three hole punch. This is my baby. Don't get it. I would recommend not getting like a super cheap three hole punch because you're going to end up punching so much paper. You're going to end up going through your three hole punch pretty quickly. So this is a pretty heavy three hole punch and I absolutely adore it. Um, you're also going to need notebook divider tabs. The longer that you have a child with accommodations and services, the more things that you will need. And here's kind of an example of what I mean by that. 
This is one of my son's two IEP notebooks. You can see that it's just completely exploding at the seams. The other one looks just like it. So I have two additional notebooks that I am about to move some of that paperwork over to that. But I also, I can't even begin to tell you, I am so in love with these tabs. They're little sticky tabs. They're like post-it notes, kind of. One side is sticky, the other side is not. You can write on this side and then you just stick it on the piece of paper and it sticks out like a tab divider. You can get 560 of these, the little individual pieces of paper, not 560 of these, but 560 of these for $7.11 on Amazon. I think my son will make it all the way through high school on a single purchase of those. And I did it in 2018 and I'm still really far away from finishing off um, that first purchase that I made in 2018. So seriously, I'm, it's probably going to last me through high school. I also have some zip pocket storage and here's why. And this is what I mean by zip pocket. Oops. So they're truly in here and they're little zipper pocket things. And I stick stuff that doesn't fit in those zip pockets. And the reason why is because in my state, and I live in Texas, Texas is a single party state for recording approvals. So I don't have to have anybody's approval to record a single meeting that I go to. So as a rule, again, it's the golden rule. I record absolutely every single meeting that I go to, but I also make the school give me their recordings as well. And that's what's in those little brown folders that are sticking inside of those zip pockets. So I love those zip pockets. They're one of the more recent things that I added to my IEP binder. It's so handy for me. I have a couple of various other things in my notebooks, but like I said, make this work for you. Don't be afraid to purchase what you need. Um, fortunately, office supplies are pretty inexpensive and you don't have to buy everything at once, but buy as your needs grow and as your needs evolve. A couple of other key things you need. Of course, you need a stapler. Staple puller. God. This thing's been on a marathon. I can't even begin to tell you because I get all of my paperwork with staples in it and I don't want it stapled when I stick it in my notebook because then the paper rips and I'm kind of anal that way. Paper clips, Sharpies. And my baby, my label maker. I love this. Um, but I use it mostly to label the outside of my notebooks. My dividers on the inside of my notebooks I've handwritten, but you know, like I keep saying, make this work for you. The biggest piece that I do, uh, I dropped a bunch of paperwork. <laughs> the biggest piece that I do is I scan everything in before I put it in the notebooks. I cannot even begin to tell you the number of times that I have needed something when I wasn't at home and why I needed it was it just couldn't wait. So because I have everything scanned in and on demand in the cloud, I can access everything that I need at a moment's notice. 
I've worked with various diagnosticians and advocates as well, and they're always asking me for data. And because I have that scanned in, it's super easy for me to respond to their emails immediately and keep the process flowing quickly. Um, and I think I forgot to mention this earlier, but I hate paper. I absolutely abhor paper. <laughs> I'm not sentimental when it comes to paper. I would have everything electronic if I could, but because of this particular journey, I keep all of the paper. So I have a dual organization system going. I have the paper organization and I have the electronic organization. I function in the electronic world because that's where I'm happy. But for those needs, for those instances, for those whatever, this notebook is my baby. It's my Bible. Like I said, it's one of two. It's about to be one of four. <laughs> but also, you know, if you're not a notebook person, I did this originally because this is what understood.org recommended. If you're really more of a file folder kind of person, you can do this with file folders. The problem there is then you have more to carry. Then you have to buy one of those handy little like plastic container things that you can stick your file folders into. And you're lugging that back and forth to the school with you. So you're adding more weight to what you're carrying. The core thing to remember there is if you do pursue that, then you're going to want to buy like a, one of those handy little like dollies, just the short little ones, or I've got, I don't do this. I don't use it for this particular situation, but I love it. And we use it for soccer. I've got one of those collapsible wagon things. You can get them at any sporting goods store, targets, Walmarts, anything like that. So uh, anyway, <laughs> now that I've gone back to the beginning and I have truly scanned in every report card and every progress report that my son has all the way back to pre-K four. They're all in my notebooks. I have work samples scanned in and work samples are not in my notebooks at all. And that should be um, a clarification statement that I make. That's the only thing that I don't put in there. The understood.org piece, at least it used to recommend that you keep work samples within your notebooks. I don't do that. And here's why. This is just a very small stack of paper that my son has brought home that is graded. I'm not gonna stick this in notebooks, but I also don't throw anything away. Again, I hate paper, so it's sort of weird, but um, I have kept every single piece of paper that he's ever brought home. And here's, um, I should say, I've kept every single piece of paper that he's ever brought home since second grade. Fortunately, I kept all of his first grade spelling test, um, but if it wasn't art, then truly I pitched it. And I don't do that anymore. I keep everything. This is sort of where my, my personal organization start, starts to fall apart, but part of that's been the lack of office space that I have in this particular room. And I kind of couldn't wrap my head around how I wanted to store that paper. But now that I have 
four years worth of schoolwork where I haven't thrown anything away, I finally figured out the solution that I want to put in place for that. And here she is back. Bye, Maggie. Ugh. And that's those magazine file pocket storage containers. Um, I know that I can fit all of this paperwork one per year in those organizations, those magazine organization pockets. And that will be a very handy tool for me to just stick the paper in there and have it off to the side as I need it. I will say that, gosh, in his third grade year, we had a hurricane blow through and we spent two and a half weeks at home and I had nothing to do for two and a half weeks. And so I spent two of those two and a half weeks just getting organized. It was crazy. And I printed off every progress report and I took all of the paper and I sorted it by progress report and then I paper clipped it all together. I haven't done that since third grade. That was a little, little manic even for me, but I do think that that's a useful exercise if that's something that you have the time to do and the inclination to do. So consider that because it's also a super handy way to keep the graded paperwork organized. So as you're trying to show issues or concerns across specific grading periods, you have that work handy attached to those progress reports or report cards right there at your grasp. So um, before we get like really too far into the notebook itself, I wanted to kind of go back to recording meetings. This is the one tool where you're gonna spend a little bit of money, unfortunately. Um, where's my phone? So I have an app downloaded to my iPhone that is called Otter. And I originally heard about it from Jamie Martin and it's an incredible app. I think that I pay $10.99 a year to use the app. You have to have um, a Gmail account to, to set up the app. Um, what is it about the app that I love? What I love about the app is that not only does it record, but it transcribes your meetings as well. Is the transcription perfect? No, the transcription is not perfect. Is it close? It's really, it's close enough. So 1099 a year gets me a ton of storage on Otter and I've never had to up my account with Otter to get more storage and I record more than IEP meetings themselves. I've recorded webinars, I've recorded conferences that I've gone to uh, and I have yet to max out the storage that I get for $10.99 a year. Again, the app itself is called Otter. Yes, like the animal, spelled just like it too, O-T-T-E-R. So, and don't quote me that it's $10.99 a year. They might've raised their prices a little bit, but um, it's, and it's truly, it's an incredible app and I use it every single time. The nice thing about Otter is because it's an app, you can download the app to your computer and then you can sit there and listen to the recording itself and correct the transcription. Key thing. So now you're not sitting here dictating the recording that you have of your meeting. You already have the transcription and you're just correcting it. 
One of my girlfriends is really amazing about keeping up with managing all of her transcriptions. And I've not done that yet. So I have a ton of hours that I have to sit through to fix all of my transcriptions, which then I'm going to print off and add to this. So that's one place again, where I drop the ball, but, and it's why I have to play catch up. But I didn't, I didn't realize that I could correct the transcriptions. I thought I was literally going to have to sit there and do it on my phone. So that information share from her is a game changer for me. So that's something that I'm going to do as soon as the school year is over is I'm going to sit through um, all of my transcriptions over the summer and I'm going to correct them all. So I go into the next school year with all of my transcriptions printed off and part of my notebook. Truly, I love Otter. I think it's a really great tool. So, like I said, you've got the guide that's within understood.org. I have my tabs. And within my tabs, I have my paperwork itself. And this, honestly, is why I have bought, they're a little bit hard to pick up, these. Is because as I've had more and more meetings, or as my son has had more and more evaluations, I didn't want to have one tab per meeting or one tab per evaluation. I wanted to stick it all together and keep it all together. So I have one tab that says private evaluation. And then here are all of the private evaluations. On these, I wrote that it was a private evaluation, a private IQ evaluation, a private... Um, Linda Mood Bell evaluation. Linda Mood Bell, if you know anything about my story, is um, part of the services that we've used. The original um, neuropsychologist private evaluation, and it's all dated. Another thing that I do is I keep the most recent on top. So the earliest one, you see here, super easy to grab, is on the bottom. And the most recent one is right on top. So, and I've done the same thing with the school evaluations. And I have done, this is the biggest tab. This part is truly about to be its own, no, its own three ring binder itself. These are the IEP meetings themselves. My son has only had an IEP for three years, if you can believe it. These are the IEP meetings that we've had. So I have the ARD invites, the um, meetings or the documents themselves, the consent for testing, but everything is in here and everything is in consecutive order. Uh, the furthest to go is on the bottom. The most recent is on top. It's truly been absolutely amazing. And like I said, that first set are the pockets where I keep the recordings. Here's my other like completely exploding binder, but it's amazing. I don't keep much in the pockets because I try not to keep stuff in pockets of notebooks because they, they fall out like way too easily. And that sort of drives me nuts. One of the organization tools that I have purchased are these handy little like pocket things because I get paper sometimes that I don't want to hole punch. I don't even know if I can put the three ring binder back together again. There's so much paper in here. Um, 
I'm not going to be able to. Crap. <laughs> this is why I was kind of doing this today so that it would spur me to finish updating my other, uh, break out into my other two notebooks. Anyway, I have some paper that I don't want to hole punch. So I keep it in these little handy pockets. Um, I accidentally hit a button on my computer. Hold on. Where's my mouse? Where? Come on, mouse. There you are. Close and cancel. All right. <laughs> but like I said, I have paper that I don't want to hold punch, so I keep it in these handy little things. Um, and I have a few extras so I can fill them up as I keep going. Um, and I have notes that I've taken that don't fit. So I stick them in one of these pockets instead. I have every report card and progress report from pre-K-4 through my son is currently in fifth grade. So thank you, John. Great question. I do not do a binder per year. I keep my son's schoolwork per year, but I do not do a binder per year. And the reason why is because an R document can go across multiple school years. They're supposed to be 12 months long. My ARDs tend to begin in about January, so it tends to cross two school years. But as of right now, no, I do not do a binder per school year because the paperwork is too flowing and too consecutive across years. Um, to give you an example of what Understood used to have as a print off, this is their IEP binder checklist that they used to have. Um, you can still print off what they have on their website because you can actually download it and you can actually print it. You might print it just in the beginning to help you sort of get started and figure out where you're going to go for here. Um, but that's, that's really kind of going to kind of be up to you. So another question is, do I have a section for medical records? For my son, no. But if that's something that's really important for your child and their IEP, I would highly recommend it. Um, like I keep saying, really do what works for you. Um, my son doesn't have any issues beyond dyslexia and dysgraphia. So I don't have any medical records that I really have to keep on this subject. Um, his doctor has written letters to the school and I have all of those electronically as well as print, printed off and stuck in relevant sections within my notebook itself. But um, the issue there primarily is, um, to give you an example on one of the letters, it's because um, the school was insisting that my son had ADHD and my husband and I were insisting that he did not. And we discussed it at length with our child's pediatrician and our child's pediatrician was aligned with us that our son absolutely did not have ADHD. So he wrote a letter to the school saying that he was the medical practitioner and in his professional opinion, um, our son was not ADHD. So I have that letter and I have that printed off and I have it in a relative section within the notebooks that I keep. But more than anything, I have that handy for myself online so that I can access everything as I quickly need it. When you get to, when, when you look at the understood.org guide, it's gonna recommend a communication log. 
I've never really used that, but the reason why is because I conduct all business over email. I do not like phone calls and I don't like phone calls because they are not a written record. I believe everything should be in print. So if I get a phone call, I follow up with an email summarizing what happened on the phone call itself. And I'm too cheap. I'm not going to buy one of those apps that records all of your phone calls. And it's a little bit too conspiracy theory for me. But if it works for you, absolutely do it. But I summarize all of my phone calls over email. And like I said, I keep every single email <laughs> ever. It's all in the cloud. If you email me, know that it's never going to go away. I'm going to keep it forever because that's just who I am. Thank you, Mike, for teaching me that lesson when I was 23 years old. I have never forgotten it. Um, I do have some OHI paperwork for my son and that is because he has migraine headaches and has to take medication for his migraine headaches. And we have to keep that medication at, at school. Um, he comes by his migraine headaches. Honestly, I've had migraines my whole life. My mother has had migraines her whole life. Um, my son's under the care of one of the leading pedi pediatric neurologists in the country. Thank God I live in Houston <laughs> because we have one of the greatest medical centers in the world. But um, he, um, I added it because he explained to me that migraines do actually pass through the mother's gene. So it's my fault. But because of his dyslexia, I believe that some of his migraines are anxiety ridden as well. So we have an OHI for him specifically for his migraines. So I do have that paperwork within my notebook itself. We, we've only been updating the OHI piece of his IEP annually as we have to. It's, it's been the one thing that we have never revisited when we go back into the ARDS themselves. Um, well, I take it back. We did that once, but it was because I asked permission to stick essential oils in his bag because he really likes essential oils and feels like they help him a lot. Um, like I said, here is my small section with my letters from my pediatrician. And then I kind of have some random tabs that I haven't like labeled my tabs themselves yet, but that's because I get a little bit lazy and it's one of the things I need to, I need to do. But um, I keep scope and sequence for programs that my son is actively participating in. I ask his teachers to check off scope and sequence and provide them to me periodically. I have, because he's on an IEP, I have all of the goal reports with his report cards, everything again in timeline sequential. Oldest on the bottom, the most recent on the top. And because I don't, I don't know what you call them in all of the other states, but I know that every state has their guidelines for what must be learned during that year, what material must be mastered during the. In Texas, they call them the Texas Essential Knowledge or the T. And I tend to print those off at the beginning of every school year, and I keep them within the notebook itself. Um, but I don't keep a running of those because they're downloadable easy off of the Texas Education Agency's website. So I just try to keep one year at a time in the notebook because these notebooks are big enough. What I don't have to keep in here, I'm not going to keep in here, but I do keep it electronically. 
Um, and the last thing that I really have in here are um, district level assessments, the reports. Um, I do request the reports out of the school. They don't keep the assessments themselves, but the um, the charts and the bell curves and the answer keys, et cetera, do tend to give me copies of these and I keep, I keep them just like the IEP documents, just like the report cards in this notebook at, uh, at my fingers. Um, I do keep one fun thing in my notebooks. And that one fun thing is I keep all of the awards that he's gotten. So as he completes junior achievement or gets awards for what some of these, he got an inspirational certificate. He got, this had to do with gym and it was having to do with moving and staying active. So one of those helping hands. Um, he participated in a robotics academy and got a certificate of completion for that. So I tend to keep those as well. And that's just kind of a fun thing that I can refer back to. Another one which we were really proud this year, he got a positive office referral, which is something that I think is very super specific, district specific, which is he got recognized for one of his, by one of his teachers for working really, really hard. And so they, what they do to try to recognize the kids is they do what's called a positive office referral and they get sent to the office for uh, kind of a handshake and a positive, you know, meeting with the school's vice principals and principals and a pat on the back. And I even get mentioned on school announcements. So that's kind of cool. But the biggest thing with all of the organization is just kind of, you just kind of do it. And it sucks getting started. I will happily admit that it sucks getting started, even for an organization freak like me. Because again, I'm seriously an organization. I mean, look at look at my shelves. They're completely organized. I know where everything is at any given moment. I know where every amount of paperwork that my husband could post. I know where his Texans tickets are. He doesn't even know where his Houston Texans tickets are. I do because they're perfectly organized. Um. It sucks to get started, but if you're only going to do the paperwork piece, this is the easiest thing that you can do. Where it's hard, again, is because I have everything scanned in. So before I stick holes in it and stick it in here, I scan every single document in, and honestly, that's where I spend the bulk of my time. But I want everything electronic. I want everything at my fingertips. Um, that's kind of the bulk of what I have for you. So I'm going to scan through real quick and see if there were any questions that I missed. Um, Raven, I'm glad your IEP folder is as big as mine. That makes me feel better. <laughs> but by the end of today, I'm going to have four, four filled notebooks, hopefully not bursting at the seams anymore. And I buy the heavy duty binders as well so that they sort of put up with the abuse a little bit more. So yes, I'm spending a little bit more money on the notebook itself, but they really, they put up with more, they, they put up with more abuse, more paper being stuck in here. Um, what is your recommendation when you have documentation for so many years that you have multiple binders? Do you take all of them with you or is there a way to not have to lug them all with you? That's a really great question. I have, uh, 
for the longest time, I carried everything with me. And then it kind of, because I've got different things per notebook. So I've got like all of the IEPs in one notebook. I've got all of the evaluations in the same notebook, but I've got other documentation in my other notebooks. I've gotten to where I take a specific notebook with me. But in the last two ARDs I went to, I'm going to be honest with you, I did not take an, a notebook with me. But I also, again, have everything in the cloud so that if I find that because I don't have one of my notebooks with me, I do need a document. I look it up on my phone. It's right there. I can download everything that I need at a moment's notice. Um, and I have a really heavy duty bag that my husband bought me when we were in college that I lug these in. But my notebooks are so heavy, they bruise my shoulder at this point. So I try to only take what I really need. And one thing that I left out of my explanation is love yourself enough to buy a really good notebook. Don't let anybody use your notebook but you. This is my IEP notebook. It's not used for any other purposes. This is where I take all of my notes. This is mine. This is nobody else's. I love the black and red notebooks. They're a little bit more expensive, but I got addicted to these because I worked in the oil and gas industry and we all love these in the oil and gas. So um, I, I've kind of gotten to where I take my phone or an iPad or, or my computer and my notebook and that's kind of it. Um, are you going to make this video available? Yes. The video will stay on our Facebook page. Um, it doesn't go away. It's just that we're live right now. And I'm going to load it to our YouTube channel as well. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Yes, making the video available to watch later. Um, this is a very easy process once you sit down and actually spend the time to do it. It's so much fun to get a group together and do it all together like a party. I love that you do that, Dawn. Absolutely love that you do that. If you can make it a party, make it a party. Again, the app that I record and transcribe everything is called Otter, O-T-T-E-R. I'm going to put all the links for everything in the comments when we're done. Um, there are two normally or there are normally two different ways putting everything in chronological order or dividing each type of document and then those in chronological chronological order it really is individual depending upon which way is easiest for you and things to look into again don you always have great comments thank you and you're absolutely right for me i divided them into what they are and then in chronological order so i have private evaluations separate from school evaluations, separate from the ARD documents themselves. And those are grouped in chronological orders. Um, I answered the question of, do I have a binder for each year? No, I do not. Um, when they, <laughs> that's the hard part. When they get so full, they're hard to open and flip through. Yes, they are. Um, I answered the question on medical records. My son has chronic illness that affects his learning. His medical file is currently huge. I totally get that. Um, and if it were me, I might even have a separate notebook just for medical records. But, you know, the primary thing that I stress is organization to me is a very individual thing. And your everybody's needs are a little bit different from everybody else's. So do what is the best for you. Um, 
Ashley in Illinois, we cannot easily record meetings. What I have found to be helpful is to summarize my understanding from the meeting via my notes. Yep. And I found that there's a lot of discussion, but I've also found they tend to forget things. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to follow up with your meetings with, especially where you can't record, with summary emails, put a deadline on it, make them confirm or correct. Um, the way it's always been explained to me is your summary stands, especially if they never confirm or correct, then your summary is supposed to be admiss admissible in the court records. Again, I'm not a lawyer. Check that with your state. Um, do, <laughs> do the teacher staff give you a hard time about recording the IEP meetings? No. Um, but again, Texas is a one party state. I recorded the meetings for an entire year before they realized I was recording the meetings. That was fun. <laughs> now they ask me at the beginning of every meeting if I'm recording and I, you know, I'm like, yes, of course, stop asking the question. They said that they have to out of a moment of procedure. And then they always launch in the end of the meeting saying that they're recording because the parents recording. Um, <laughs> Don, yes. Re Organizing with a few glasses of wine is always very fun. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imbibe too much because then God knows what you're going to put in the notebook or what kind of notes you're going to take. But yes, <laughs> I've been known to have a glass or two of wine while I've done this. Um, I have a friend that prefers everything in chronological order, no matter what type of document. Again, if that works for her, that works for her. That does not work for me at all. I have to have at least the way that my mind works, I have to have my papers grouped in a certain way. So again, I have to have my art documents together. I have to have my private evaluations together. I have to have my school evaluations together. But I think more than anything, you can see how much I truly love these tabs, 560 for $7.11 on Amazon. These are my favorite thing on the planet. So that is at least what I have for you on IEP organization. There's more that I can explore on this subject, but I felt like it would probably be better to break it into multiple sessions and to talk about how to maintain your running records in order to make you a better advocate. And what I mean by that is what your test scores look like across multiple years and how to bell curve test scores and how to really monitor what's going on with your son. So we're going to be talking a lot more about looking at test results, how to track that across years, how to get more data out of your schools themselves, because your schools have an enormous amount of data, whether they're handing it to you or not. And that's going to be, you know, varying across states and districts as well. But that's what I've got for you on IEP folder organization. Like I said, I will put the links in the comments, but I hope that you found this helpful. Just get started. That's all that you have to do. Um, it's like they say, how do you how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. You don't have to sit down like I did and spend two and a half weeks just checking this out. I had a hurricane, so I could. 
do it a little bit at a time. Um, I'm so organized at this point that I force myself to do it before each IEP meeting. So what that means is I have an IEP meeting, I procrastinate right before the next IEP meeting, I put in all the paperwork from the last IEP meeting. And that works for me because it just feeds into my procrastination spirit, which makes me happy. So I hope you found this helpful. Um, thanks so much for the comments. And as more comments potentially come in, not in the live session, I will do my best to answer as many as I can. Thanks. Take care and have a really great weekend.